Cybercrime has been all over the news. Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee, answers the question, how worried should I really be? Listen on all your major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, and learn if your personal devices put you at risk. They've been testing everything from laptops and webcams to drones, virtual reality headsets, and smart plugs. Listen and subscribe to Hackable wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on TMS, One-Eyed Larry and the Other Girl. I give Lyft therapy. Starring Dan English. Damn it. Starring English Dan and the Robot Gigolos. 70s Brown Tone Foods. Mustreef. Particulate levels of cocaine in my car. Don't tell the cops. Major spoilers. Trek nerd and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. You know how you can take Novocaine to, uh-huh. to, to, to deaden the nerves, nerve endings or something? Well, I, I almost think like atheism is like a drug, a mental drug. Instead of Novocaine, maybe they, I would call it like stupid cane. The Morning Stream, you're soaking in it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Morning Stream. This is The Morning Stream. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Good morning. <clears throat> Hi, Scott. Good morning. Happy Monday to you. Thanks, man. It's June 24th, 2019. It's uh, 9-11. In the morning, which is a sweet Porsche from my youth. Remember the 911, Porsche 911? Mm. Yes. I pined for that car in the 80s. That's the car I wanted. I did too. Yeah. That was a nice car. I don't think I care now. I think I'm good. Don't really. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, if someone said, hey, here's a vintage 911 that's all souped up for you, do you want it? I'd say, sure. But I don't. I'm not actively, uh, I'm not actively uh, uh, jealous for one anymore. You ever find you, that? Um, yeah, go ahead. If you get in an accident while you're driving it, and uh, and then you know the the somebody runs up to your car after the accident and says, "Oh my God, are you okay?" and you go, nine one one. Are they going to go? Yes, yes, you're in a Porsche nine eleven. <laughs> yes, it's very impressive. Yes. Uh, do you need anything? Nine one one. No, no, no. I know it's a Porsche nine eleven. We're all very impressed. Yeah, this is it's a, it's the perfect El, uh, Abbott and Costello follow up for all these years later. <laughs> right. Finally, exactly. that joke can be told. Uh, Finally, <laughs> I do have. There's certain things though from when I was a teenager that I thought I was I was sure I wanted. You know, like mm-hmm. God, one day I will have a 911, or one day I will have really? something. And it's funny how that seemed so real and important then, and now I just don't care. Like, no, it's it totally isn't. Yeah, it's weird, exactly. man. And there's there's something to learn there. I guess I don't know. Here's a, my. All right, listen, I've been through some stuff, young people. So this is a message for the youths. Uh, don't go chasing waterfalls because the... Sure, that's it. That's it right there, the, yes. The something in the thing will be... Bu- How's that song go? Don't go uh, Stick to the lakes and the rivers that you're used that's to. You're there, that's it. That was good advice yeah. from one-eyed Larry and the other girl. Or whoever they were. Wow. What were their names? Lisa Lope. <laughs> Lisa Left Eye Lope. Lopez and, uh, and Spinderella. No, I can't remember who else was in TLC. Spinderella. <laughs> Spinderella. She was a. Uh, was she? She was in TLC or was she in In Vogue? I don't know. What? You don't remember Spinderella? No, I do, but it isn't her. I don't know. I don't know where Spinderella's from, but I remember the name. 
But yeah, you had the left eye Lopez. She was from you had Janice. Salt and Peppa. She was from Salt and Peppa. Oh, okay. Right. Push it real good. Got yeah. it. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Salt and Peppa, TLC, and Vogue. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> one leaves the stage, another one enters. Uh... <laughs> yeah. One eyed Larry and the other girl. That's a good title. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's good to see everybody. Nice to uh, be here. We I had a kind of a rough weekend technologically speaking it really jacked things up had to push there will be dungeons as a, as a result and i spent most of saturday afternoon and night uh dissecting a computer trying to see if it was a motherboard problem in the end let me tell you what it turned out to be and just know this anyone out there is maybe having some issue with your windows box okay it's entirely possible that you've got some weird old card in your machine that you forgot you put in there that is now a problem because a Windows update made it unusable. That's what happened to me. I had this old video capture card that I've had forever and that I put in when the new system came in, however long ago that was, and then just kind of forgot about it. It's supposed to do like external capture, Brian. So I'm supposed to like connect like a, a VCR to it and capture old video okay. or a sure. video game. You can plug a, a PlayStation 4 into it and capture it right to your hard drive, that sort of thing. Um, I don't use that anymore because I have this little external Elgato thing that does the exact same thing. And that's more convenient. I can kind of put it away when I don't use it or whatever. And I'd forgotten this card was sitting in there and there was a Windows update uh, Friday night that I let happen. And then Saturday comes and the thing's dead. It's like dead. And I thought I had, it was motherboard. Oh. I thought it was like CPU over uh, overheated. I, oh, I was like trying so all yeah, this you're stuff. You're like doing all this troubleshooting. and <clears throat> Yes. Hoppage. That's the brand. Chat, chat, Pops and Recline got it. That's the name of it. I forgot the name. Uh, so I've had it for ages, right? Mm -hmm. So I took that thing out and then fired it up and went, this was it. Cause everything worked I'm like this was freaking it. And I snapped it in half and I threw <laughs> it in the trash. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it's so old. It didn't matter. I'm never going to use it again. Yeah. So just got rid of it. But anyway, that was my weekend. Brian, how did lift go this morning? Uh, well, this morning was fine. Yesterday morning, I had a very interesting uh, ride. Went up to Longmont, which is north of Boulder. It was weird. Uh, Boulder sent me up to Longmont. Like, uh, your next ride, 11 miles north. Like, oh, I'm picking up somebody 11 miles north? Okay, tuck in. So, but uh, Longmont turned into a great a great place to, to lift because it was like a lot of short rides. Bam, 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 bam. One right after, right after another, getting my numbers up. And the very last ride, I'm getting ready to stop. And I pick up this guy, and uh, he gets in the car, gets in the front seat, and says, uh, all right, I say, hey, how you doing today? My standard greeting, how you doing today? He's like, oh, not too good. I said, oh, really? He says, yeah, just not feeling too good. And I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm thinking, crud, he's going to get me sick or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and he says, yeah, I, I you know, drank last night. I'm like, oh, well, you know, it was a Saturday night. That's a Saturday night before he's like, well, prior to that, I was 90 days sober. I'm like, oh, oh man, crap. Jeez. I said, well, you know what? It's, uh, it's you know, bumps on the road. I said, do you need to go to a meeting or, or something today? He's like, well, my, my meetings really are, my support structure is my family and friends and stuff. And I said, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And have they been pretty helpful and supportive? He's like, yeah, they have. I said, all right, well, you know, you'll want to talk to them about this and let them know you did this. But, but really, it's like these bumps in the road that kind of show you where the borders are. And as you're, as you're making your way down the path, um, you know, breaking that, breaking that path, going off the path 
really just kind of helps enforce where that path is so that you can find your way back to it and and kind of get back on track and i'm telling him all this and he goes can i ask you a personal question i said yeah he says have you been in rehab because you seem to know an awful lot about this did you say look eight years of therapy thursday i'll give you uh, some good ideas i exactly i said well you know i i uh the, the closest thing I've got, man, is that I'm on a diet, and I was really tempted to have a donut this morning. <laughs> that kind of laughing. Yeah. But basically, like, the entire rest of the drive, two, three minute, uh, uh, well, probably like five, ten minutes, you know, we're talking about it, and, and he's like, yeah, I just feel so, uh, just kicking myself for doing this. And I said, you know what? The worst thing you could do right now is beat yourself up about it. Admit you did it. Move on and, and grow from it. Learn from it. Blah, blah, blah. And he gets out and he says, dude, I'm giving you such a big tip. Thanks. Oh, nice. I, feel so much, I feel so much better. And he gets in his car and like a second later, you've received a $7 tip. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Is that the biggest tip you've gotten? The second biggest tip. The first biggest tip was the $4 ride with a $15 tip for that lady who uh, whose groceries I, I got to the door. Oh, that was nice. Wow, 15 yeah. bucks. That's pretty freaking good. 15 bucks. So she basically just rounded up to 20 and said, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. But it was like it was like 10 bags of groceries. It was a lot of groceries. Wow. Well, you were quite the, the Boy Scout there that day. That's impressive. I was. Yeah, uh, so it made me feel good, and then I then I drove some girl to Starbucks and felt bad about myself again. Oh. <laughs> and I'm contributing to the, I'm contributing to the uh, pollution out there. She could have walked. And <laughs> I do this when I get dental work done. This is a real weakness of mine. I get I think I may have talked about this, maybe not, but I get dental work done and that somehow I feel like it gives, if I come out of there like no cavities, well done. I go yeah. out, I leave there uh feeling like I can just go get whatever I want. Oh yeah, see that's uh It's bad. It's that, not good. That is. There is the whole mentality and this was this is something that I I struggle with all the time um with points. It's like well, you know what? I rode my bike today. I can totally have, you know, uh, cheese wrapped in a tortilla or something like that. I can, you know what? I can, I can have a, a small milkshake. I, I haven't had a small milkshake in months, but, but that equivalent, like saying, you know what? I've earned it. I, mm -hmm. I can do something. It's mm -hmm. like, no, you just got to say, no, I had a bike ride today. I burned off some calories. The best thing I can do right now is stay on track and say, those are extra calories that I'm going to burn on top of the the calories I'm not going to have in dinner. With yeah. Dinner. The way you do it is you go a week of solid, you know, bike riding in your case. Right. And then right. maybe on Which the weekend we'll you weekend. treat yourself or something because now you've got exactly. this huge deficit. Sure. Right. Yeah. We've talked about this with Bill. Like have a cheat day. And uh, for me, uh, Saturdays are my cheat day. Mm. Uh, and, chat, uh, Biocast. I get hookers. Oh, yeah, I of get, course. Uh, hookers. You got the... Um, <laughs> blow uh, uh hookers and blow right i also did pick up a guy in boulder yesterday morning who apparently had just done he said oh i just did a line he's like on his way he's on his way to work at starbucks this is the first one of the first rides of the morning oh my gosh dude. doofus doofus in like a multicolor striped knit cap <laughs> white sunglasses yeah. apple airpods in his ears takes a big drag off his vape before he gets in the car um and and you know talks like yeah, just on my way to Starbucks. Did a little bit of a, a oh no, he started sneezing, and then he says, "Yeah, I did a line this morning, man. It just totally makes me sneeze." And I'm thinking, 
well, crap, are you sneezing cocaine into my car? Like, can I? Yes. Am I going to get a contact high from you sneezing coke into my car? Probably not, but I'll bet there's particulate levels of coke in your car now. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. yeah somebody's, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Gus Grissom is going to do a little swab in there. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Send it back to the lab. They'll do a little tight exactly. uh, micro shot with the camera. And now you're in forever. <laughs> you're in the system. Exactly. Wow. Great. Uh, just to address it real quick, BioCow asked earlier if when I was a kid, my parents would give me treats if I didn't have cavities. The answer is no. Um, mm-hmm. They did not do that. I think it's just me and a bad habit. Like, I just feel like, hey, I did mm-hmm. good. I'm st-, And I get really hungry then, right after the right. dentist. Right. I yes. can't explain it. I don't know what's going on. No, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't fall into that trap, yeah. man. Next time, I'll think twice before I think once. Speaking of cheat days, Saturday yeah. night was my uh, cheat day, or Saturday was my cheat day, and Tina mm-hmm. took me out for mystery date for June. June was her month. Uh-oh. Did and, she up um, the ante? Did we go to new levels? What happened? She did pretty damn well. So she took me to uh, Greenwood Village in, in south Denver. It's like the Denver Tech Center, south side of downtown. And there's a nice little area of restaurants and stuff. And she's she's saying, yeah, we have to go on this night. And she says, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to have a great time. But I can't figure out. We're going. I'm thinking we're going to um, the Performing Arts Center. We're going to see something, you know, like a stage play or something like that. And uh, uh, we get to this area. I'm thinking, well, what else is here? I mean, there's restaurants over here. And then we pull up to Comedy Works, which is uh, one of the comedy clubs here in, in Denver. Mm. And uh, uh, we go to the upstairs area, which is the restaurant. And this whole time, we're walking around Comedy Works, and I'm looking at all the walls, all the little um, the signage uh, that tells you what comics are coming up. And I don't see any anything for this date. Nothing for June 22nd. That's like, oh, man, like a total secret. And then we go up to the restaurant. We have a, a delicious meal. I have some salmon. Tina has linguine bolognese. And we, we have a nice meal. Again, no clue as to as to who we're saying. I even put a photo up during this time, during dinner, mm-hmm. on Facebook saying, I don't know. I don't know who we're seeing. Mm. We get downstairs. We get seated. The sci- the uh, uh, rotating PowerPoint slides on the behind the stage are going. Again, nothing for June 22nd. Still no clue. Uh, opening the MC comes out and this is like uh, basically the best kept secret all the way up until the MC comes out and he says all right uh, so yeah, we got a great night of comedy for you uh, you're going to be seeing uh, our headliner tonight is a guy named Kevin Nealon like oh, <laughs> oh Kevin cool Nealon. we're seeing Kevin Nealon awesome and wow and uh, yeah Tina, so Tina totally did hit it out of the park Kevin Nealon um, if you're not familiar with the name, Saturday Night Live uh, cast member from, God, from like the mid-80s to the early 90s or something. Oh, yeah. Maybe. He was there a long, long time. He was there a long time. Yeah. Really tall guy. Uh, did Weekend Update for a lot of that period of time and um, was also in the Frankenstein, Tonto, and um, uh, Frankenstein, Tonto. It was like... What's the other it one? Was um, Lovitz, yeah. It was John Lovitz. It was... Frankenstein uh, was was Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. And, and um, I don't remember what the other one was. What did he play? He was Tonto, but what was the other guy? 
Wasn't yeah, it? I can't remember what. Uh, wasn't Neilan Tonto? He was Tonto, right? Tarzan. That's right. Kevin oh, Neilan was Tarzan. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Because Tonto yeah, was John Lovitz, who looks Tonto like this John squatty little cigar-holding Indian guy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so if you, I mean, uh, probably a lot of people remember, but he was there from then all the way up through the Farley years. Like, he was there yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Chris f- Rock was there with him. Dana Carvey. Yeah. Um, Basically, yep. all your, and, the eight, the best stuff they did in the 80s up through the best early 90s stuff they did, Kevin Nealon was there. And he was on Weeds and a million other things since. He's great. He was on Weeds, yeah. And he's yeah. currently on... Uh, Man with a Plan with uh, Matt LeBlanc, and then he has his own YouTube show called Hiking with Kevin or something like that. Nice. Um, anyway, it was great. He he put he's he's hilarious still, and he does a great uh, a great stand up act. He did bring up a little bit of subliminal subliminal man, which was one of his things from SNL. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, that was originally yeah, from his stand up act before SNL that he then brought to SNL. But I think it's still his it. kind of thing, you know, like his deal he does on yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, yeah, I don't do impressions. <laughs> I don't do impressions. I think the the you know the uh, Tarzan was about the only impression he ever seemed to do on SNL, yeah. if I remember correctly. Popsmer Klein is right. Uh, he is the Keenan Thompson of the '90s. He was just there. Yeah, right. Just always there. Right. Or the Tim Meadows. <laughs> yeah, Tim Meadows, <laughs> Tim Meadows was also was there, like for the uh, for the length of. Uh, Several different cast changes. Oh yeah, that's right. He was Hans and Fra- he was in Hans and Franz with Dana Carvey. Yep. He also did a really good. Um, what am I? What am I thinking of? If you needed a guy who was like, uh, sort of a dad in the house, a character right. or a judge at a table yeah. or straight, just if you needed a straight man, he was in every one of those sketches. Like he was mm-hmm. one of the table judges when Farley was doing his dance with Patrick Swayze. For example, that classic scene. Right, right. Like that yes. was just his job, and he was good on Weekend exactly. Update. Exactly. I like. I think he. I think didn't. Um, didn't. Uh, what's his name take over from him? Um, Colin Quinn or uh, no? After that or before that? Freaking. What's his name? Dennis My Miller was. Dennis Miller was before him. Right. So there was Dennis Miller when Dennis Miller left. Neilan did the news, and then came. Oh, uh, Norm. Norm Macdonald was after that. That's oh, right. Norm Macdonald. Right, right, right. Yep, yeah. that's right. And then it was yeah, totally uh, sure. Quinn, and then I don't remember after that. That's kind of when I gave Now, his that, opening so. act yeah. was a guy named Kirk Fox. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you see this guy's like, oh, I know I've seen this guy in a million things. And if you look him up, you've seen this guy in a million things. Um, uh, oh. Kirk Fox. <laughs> yeah, He's, I uh, have seen him before. Yeah. You've seen him in Deadwood. You've seen him in uh, The Patriot. You've seen him in The Postman. You've seen him in uh, yep. um, Parks and Recreation. He was Sewage Joe. Yeah, I remember <laughs> this guy. Anyway, another really, really funny, um, really funny uh, stand-up act, man. This guy's great, Kirk Fox. So I'd... get a chance. Check him out. I guess he's got a uh, a Showtime special. He is exactly your age, by the way, roughly. Yeah, pretty close. Like three weeks, yeah. one, three weeks uh, after me. Yeah. yeah. Did you go, woo, guys are in their late 40s, woo. Did you do that to him? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, Boy, I wish I would have because. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> Why did I think of doing that, man? You missed oh. freaking opportunity. Oh, my camera's all zoomed in. Sorry. Sorry, Chad. <laughs> All right, well, that's awesome. Anyway, what a fun thing, yeah. dude. That's great. It was uh, a fun weekend. It was a great weekend. Your wife upped the ante. She did, and I don't have a thing planned yet for July, uh, but I will. But I will plan something. Something right. will happen. 
Scott. Something will happen. Be prepared. Something will happen. Okay. Uh, hey, we're going to do a food test. We haven't done one of these in a while, and we want to yeah. thank uh, Jason Hawthorne, who sent us Ostrom Sticks, natural flavor Ostrom uh, beef snack stick with ostrich added. Look at these. Yes, with, with added ostrich. Yeah, these are basically... <laughs> <laughs> Beef and uh, and a, and, a, and the bird. I guess it's a bird known as ostrich. And I've never had ostrich meat. I've never had an egg. I've never had any ostrich no, related I food. Uh, yeah. So I'm kind of excited about this. Now I will admit to something, Brian. I like to okay. full confessional. Right. All right. You've already had one of these, haven't you? You've already opened one up and eaten it. Well, do you want the simple story answer or do you want the yes? Well, you're basically right. But here's what happened. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I was doing team, or I was doing. Uh, uh, we did the we delayed the day uh, dungeons. We did it yesterday, so we're playing D and D and doing our thing. And I am freaking starving to the point that I'm feeling mm. weak. I'm so hungry because I'd spent oh, so geez. much time working on my computer. I needed to eat something. I needed something. And within hands reach was this box of natural ah, flavored ostrom. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll try one of these, and I ate it. So I did eat it last night. I'm happy to report that I actually really liked it, and therefore I'm stoked about this one. This will be Brian's first. Another one. This will be the first yeah, time you put it in your mouth, right? Okay, let's do it. This will be the first time I've put this in my mouth. <laughs> Oops. Yes. Scott. Oh. Hi, Jamie. Hi. It's nice to have you editing here. All right, here we go. So let's open these up. Mm, look at that. Let's look at that, you guys. Now, this is. I want to make one comment this immediately. It really does smell like a beef stick. I mean, there's no. Yeah, it smells like a, it smells like what you'd get at a gas station or something. I would say this though. Right. Note, there's no greasy reservoir. There's no oil in oh, here. Oh yeah. That's yeah. the best part of this thing, and I don't know if that's the ostrich meat going, hey, let me soak you in, buddy. I don't know. But anyway, it give it a be. shot. And I'm happy to say that these things are, like, super cheap in Weight Watchers, too. Like, one or two points, I think I was saying. Yeah, you were saying they're really low in, um, oh. let's see, 80 calories per stick. Mm. Uh, ooh. Okay. They're now, a little drier. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And maybe that's, yeah, the, the, um, the oil reservoir. Maybe slightly missed because this is definitely drier. Mm -hmm. Texture is a little weird until you get used yeah. to it. Mm -hmm. But once you do, I'm fine with the texture. But yeah, boy, you need a you need a glass of water with this. Yeah, once you do though, kind of like it a lot actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To the point that I would like track these down and eat them. I don't like the name Ostrom. It sounds like something I'm supposed to produce Ostrom. with my freaking breast milk or something. <laughs> you know? It's like. Ostrich and trim, maybe? Is that the deal? Is that it's uh why isn't it beef stretch or or uh ostrich? <laughs> beef stretch would be right. I mean because it is mostly beef. Yeah. With a little bit of ostrich added. Yeah, beef stretch. Beef stretch. I like that a lot. Great great flavor mm. tasting. Gluten free. Uh low fat. No no nitrites. No nitrites. Sports nutrition meat snack. Uh and yeah, then, very tasty. Yeah, All I right. like it. Cool. It makes me I'll curious. That. It makes me curious about other ostrich-based foods. You know? Yeah. Would well, you it's very lean? Would, would you eat ostrich a whole like a? Would you eat like a whole ostrich like? I don't know, wing or something. I mean, you, you got an ostrich eat. steak. Yeah. Like if. I'd yeah, do that. I'd have no problem eating an ostrich steak. I do that. I don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's really good. Some some weird foods don't weird me out. I won't say, oh, weird foods don't weird me out, Scott, because there are some weird foods that do weird me out, but ostrich isn't one of them. No, it's just a bird. It's just another bird. Just because we see it as this big, tall thing that's going to hit you in the face if it pisses, if you get pissed, 
<laughs> exactly. They are violent birds, which yeah. actually makes me want to eat them more. Like, let's take some more of those violent birds off the face of the earth and yeah. put them in my stomach. Geese, ducks. Yeah. Uh, what other dick birds are there? Birds. Lots of dicks birds out there. Dicks birds. Yeah. Hi, welcome to dicks birds. Anyway, uh, well, that's great. Thank you very much, Jason Hawthorne, for your willingness yeah. to uh, uh, give us a little bit of fun there. That was awesome. Yeah, Jason was in Denver a couple of weeks ago. We had uh, we went to a barbecue place, and that's actually where we started talking about Ostrom. So. Oh, very nice. Big thanks, yes. Yep. If, uh, if Ask your doctor if Ostrom is right for you. <laughs> All right, we're going to do this game in a second. Uh, got to add Dunaway to this, but uh, you may want to have the number handy, 801-471-0462. If you are uh, one of our lucky picks today, you will be in it to win it. Oh, I forgot to add. I was going to add some stuff. I never did. Um, you know what? Let's start it off oh, yeah. with another one of those Mad Max figures. Mad okay. Max figurines. It's not figurines. a figurine. Oh, hi, Brian Dunaway. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh, oh, hi, Brian. It's so nice to hear your voice. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Good. It's another great week. Yeah. Is it, though? Is it? It is. You got to <laughs> keep your chin. Oh, you got to keep your chin. Oh, you got to keep your chin. Okay. This is true. Keep your chin. I've heard the bad things can happen if you lose your chin. Yeah, I've heard that as well. That's a that's yeah. a problem keep for some people. Keep your chin, people. Dunaway, you still there? Or did we lose you? I'm still here. Okay, am, I, so am I glitching? No, you did, but ah, you're good there we now. Go. Oh, you're back. You seem to be back in full now. Let's see if this uh, caller is on the line. Hi, who's this? This is Jared, the trucker from Indiana. Hello, trucker from Indiana. Jared, how are you? All right, how you doing? Sweet. Are you on the road now? Are you? Where are you right now? Oh yeah, I'm on. I'm in Florida now. Oh my lord, careful, because there's lots of men called Florida men there. You're gonna want to watch out for the Florida men. They're big I trouble. I do my best to avoid them. All right, Jared, that's good. Uh, well, it's good to have you back. Uh, we're gonna play a little game today. We're gonna have uh, Brian explain it in a second. But before all that, ah, there we go. It's time to play Babel Royale. Brian Ebbett, explain how he wins feels so better when I have music. Hey, I'm going to give Scott and Brian Dunaway a topic, and they're going to go back and forth with answers for that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer or a repeated answer, they take too long to come up with an answer. The win is going to go to the other player. You've got this. Your job is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Today, you are playing for a prize package from Scott that includes a Mad Max figurine. <laughs> oh, did I put ZS? I meant uh, figurine is what I meant. Figurine. Yep. Remember figurines? Those, uh, like it was like a a diet, a diet. Um, were they called figurines? There were figurines in the eighties. There was like a diet. Like uh, a bar, diet like a Newton? like a diet bar of. Oh, filled with like filled with figs. Most likely would make the most sense. Oh, here it is. Figurines, crispy, crunchy diet bars from the nineteen seventies. Uh, there was seventies. Okay, goes great with your. Can a tab. And uh, <laughs> totally. Pillsbury. Pillsbury made them. Pillsbury. I guess it is Pillsbury. Pillsbury. Uh, Pillsbury. No, did, was 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 the uh, was the dough boy on a diet thin? Is that what was going on? <laughs> yeah. You know. You poke him and you can feel his spine. It's <laughs> always trying yeah. to lose a little weight. The old the old the old boy. <laughs> Stop how could they not go? How could they not go well when the uh, the big full page magazine ad says? Pillsbury introduces figurines, the delicious solid diet food you munch and munch and munch. Wow. Ah, wow. You know what I'm in the mood for? Some solid diet food. Yeah, that sounds really <laughs> good, man. How could you not want that? 
Yeah, there it is. Figurines. Ugh. I don't know, man. That looks gross. Don't want to eat those. Mm. It's a diet food. Oh, look at those things, dude. Oh my! I, have a, <laughs> I just got some old pictures of their advertising work, and it is like, yeah. uh, you know, the brown tones of the '70s that everybody used. Yes, everything oh, like, about this it's food made out of brown tones. Yeah. '70s brown tones. Oh, <laughs> all right. No, thank you. All right, uh, that's what you're playing for, not the <laughs> diet food tones, yeah. but the uh, the Mad Max stuff. Um, here is their topic today. This one comes to us from Chad Hatcher, uh, who says, uh, first of all, I'm stoked to pro uh, prospect you guys coming out to Dallas. Definitely be at the meetup. Hope it happens. Blah, blah, blah. Here is my Babel Royale suggestion. Now, um, I don't have a number here, but I'm going to say there's easily 20 to 25 items in this list. Okay. Mm. Good old Mike Post. He's a busy guy. Does a yeah. lot of uh, theme songs for TV shows. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to see how many of those theme songs you can name. Uh, how many TV shows can you name that have had Mike Post do the... There's a little Mike Post. Dun, dun. Um, wow. How many can we name? Oh, I really like this one. This could be really fun. I like this a lot. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Right. Uh, so knowing that that's your category, uh, oh, what's his name in, in the truck? Sorry. Jared. 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 Yes. Jared. Sorry, Jared. Jared. Jarrett. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did that Jarrett. last time. My bad. I did that last time. All right. Go ahead. Jarrett in the truck in Florida. I'm gonna have to go with Scott on this one. Oh yeah. Scott. Okay. Oh no, yeah. To go first. Touchdown. Yeah. Who should go first? Oh, who, who do you want to uh, go first? Uh, I'm gonna make Brian go first. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Believe it or not. I'm walking. I'm the greatest there. American hero. Yeah. Of course, yes. Uh, sung by Joey Scarberry, but music by Mike Post. Uh, believe right. it or not, the theme to the greatest believe American hero. And the first time I ever saw who that guy was. Oh, oh really? That's yeah. cool. Uh, let me think here. Rockford Files. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> now, you're not just going to like search your no, iTunes no, for Mike no. Post. And, I don't even have right. that. Rock, That'd be fun. That Rockford Files song doesn't even say Mike Post on it. I just have it in I my know, library. It's in your, it's in your sound I'm not okay, going to play all these. No way. I don't have them. <laughs> well, the only one I knew for 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 sure, sure was the greatest American hero. Everything else is going to be name a great show from the seventies or eighties okay. that had a great right. theme song. Mm. Uh, did did uh, did Mike Post uh, do um, did he do the Magnum PI? He did do the yeah. Magnum PI. Well done. Yes, he pretty much did everything back then. Right. <laughs> Have you guys watched these or eighties TV show? Yeah. Have you guys watched the first uh, the the first season of Magnum PI and listened to the to the difference between that one and the second season? Yeah, they do something weird with the music. It sucks. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I didn't like it's it. like Miami Vice, but I'm pretty sure he didn't. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say uh, Hill Street Blues, if you please. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. <laughs> he did the theme. Da -na -na, Hill Street Blues. Yep. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course he did. I can play that on the uh, piano, by the way. That opening, that opening riff of Hill Street Blues. Oh, nice. Right. I love that it just stops there for you, though. That's it. You got this yeah, that's it. that's exactly. I can do the dun 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 dun. dun. That's where I. That's where I end. Oh. You know what sounds a, like a, that? A piano that I can plug in right now. Yes. What what sounds like that? That almost sounds like the A team. Did he did he do the A team? 
<laughs> is that how he made the song to just sit that's, around? That's, that is actually his writing process. Yeah. 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 He says, okay, I don't want you guys to hate me. Yeah. Here's that guy, yep, by the way. Let's just play this for fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 NYPD Blue with Jeez. Dennis Franz's butt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, butt, for sure. Yeah, show Dennis creator. Uh, even had his own theme. Show uh, co- Co-show creator went on to make Deadwood. So there's your connection there. Deadwood. That's connection. right. I forgot That's his right. name. David, no. Well, whatever it is. That guy. Daniel no. Boreanaz. Nailed it. Right. <laughs> David Boreanaz. No. Nailed okay. It. All right, Donald. There's Ryan, another, there's another simple theme that I'm thinking of. It, I'm, I'm starting to get the idea that he mostly did the simple theme things, and there's a couple of them that I remember. I remember Doogie Hauser being real. Simple. Do you remember Doogie Hauser? I remember Doogie Hauser being real simple, kind of like the A team kind of thing. Very simple. Well, I, I'm not, I'm not hearing anything, so I'm assuming I'm wrong. But I'm thinking <laughs> Doogie Hauser would be a good guess. He did do the Doogie Hauser yes! theme. Oh, wow. Yes, that was a Mike Post uh, uh, deal. Joint. Oh, All just... Casio keyboard, if I remember correctly. <laughs> There's nobody quite like this dude in television. No. Had to go. Um, it was uh, it was very simple computer sounds like. Yes, exactly. It's all Casio tone. He played it on his Nintendo Game and Watch. Ah, very nice. Good use for that. Secondary use. All right, I'm gonna go with um. Um, oh, my brain just went blank. The other Jimmy Smith's business. Uh. Uh, L.A. Law. L.A. Law. Oh, <laughs> wow. So he's talking a lot of law stuff in. Oh, yeah. Lots of cop shows. Lots ditties. of law stuff. Lots of. Yeah, that's right. All that L.A. Stuff. Law. Absolutely. A uh, Mike Post joint. Interesting. Very good. Back to you, Brian Dunaway. Oh. So far, you guys are doing very, very well. The, Eight of these knocked down. Um, oh, I'm just not sure if he did this one or not. But oh, it was boy. such a simple theme. And I, I sing it all the time. Do you do Night Rider? I don't know if that's how it goes, but uh, <laughs> Night Rider, not. <laughs> oh my God, Come on! I knew it. I knew it. But it sounds so much like his it stuff. Does. He he apparently missed like one. He was in the bathroom and missed one phone call right. and yep. did not do the theme tonight. Right? You're not wrong. Can <laughs> I, I hear all the? Can ones? I guess a couple that I had them the back you of sure my can. head? Yeah, okay, the I, pocket. There's sure. a movie or there's a show that Tom Merritt loves and talks about all the time, and it was called Ten Speed and Brown Shoe, and I'm pretty sure he did yeah, that. Totally, yeah. totally did it. Yep. And, uh, oh, did he really? The other obvious yep. one to me, and Brian's gonna be mad that he missed. Actually, two. He's gonna be mad he missed these two. I'm pretty sure he did Riptide and Quantum Leap. Right, he what? did do Riptide and Quantum oh. Leap, yeah. and you even now, I thought Quantum, Quantum Leap was kind of it was a little more orchestrated, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess he did that. Still, the Mike Post stuff too. So yeah, yeah. he yeah. was versatile. By the way, 
Yeah, I think. Oh, so that's what you mean by simple. I thought you just meant like simple melodies and stuff. You're thinking like simple arrangements and orchestration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he knows excessive stuff. And you even played the Law and Order, dung dung, and you didn't. Yep, I was saving. Nobody guessed that one. I was saving that till the end in case I needed it because I knew Dunaway had said it. Yeah. Here are all the other ones you could have said. Uh, Toma, Murder One, Hunter, Baba Black Sheep, Blossom, (gasps) Chips. Wait, Blossom? What? Blossom? Blossom. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. All right. That's fine. Uh, Chips, The Commish, Hardcastle and McCormick, Uh Hooperman, News Radio, which I had no idea about. Wow, me either. Uh, Renegade, Silk Stockings, Stingray, Tales of the Gold Monkey, The White Shadow, Wise Guy, Roughnecks and Philly. Wise Guy is a great hmm. show, by the way. It was way ahead of its time and uh, features uh, Jonathan Banks from uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, who uh, Mike plays Ermintrout. Mike yeah. Ermintrout. Fantastic role. He was like a FBI handler for a dude that was in the witness protection program. Awesome show from the 80s. I mean, it doesn't hold up now, but at the time, I loved it. So good. Wise Guy. Catch it. Uh, well, there you go, Dunaway. You guess screwed the pooch on that one, buddy. Well, <laughs> did I really you exactly what uh, Jarrett wanted you to do, which is to right. uh, miss. That's right. Well, Jarrett, because uh, I am sending you everything you're getting, and this includes some bonus stuff, not just the Mad Max figure. You just need to send me your uh, uh, an email with your address, and I'll get it to you ASAP. Uh, that email address is Scott at frogpants.com. Does that work for you? That works for me. Well, well done, sir. May may your travels today be filled with uh, beautiful scenery and not having to use your trucker buddy. Awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. That's where you pee, right? You pee in a trucker buddy? That is exactly where you pee. Yeah, Great. exactly. Uh, congratulations to him and Brian Ibbett. Nice. Or, uh, Dun- or, yeah, Dunaway, well done on, on trying. You tried real hard, sure. buddy. Good job. I did nothing. I did nothing. I, I sure. knew more than I thought I did, or I got lucky more than I you thought did. I did. You did get lucky, yes. It does and really. You- Knight Rider. Like I said, he probably was even asked to do it. Right, right. right. It was probably done. Going on. You got something, the key of Mike Post. We'd appreciate that. Do that. Thank right. you. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be remiss if you just were, if you were just grab hatting and you had to answer right. That feels right. Like I, to me, that even feels right. And mm-hmm. I wasn't hundred mm-hmm. percent sure on that, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he just made every TV show theme in the seventies and eighties and even the nineties. And then like one or two things in the two thousands, like that guy is so prolific. What's he doing now? Is he just sitting on a giant pile of money going walking around his, walking around his mansion. I got money. Not like you. Yeah. She's probably a really nice guy and we're making fun of nothing, but anyway, Dunaway, well done. You've, you've, you've done what you came here to do and we enjoyed the hell out of it. I hope you have a fantastic day. Kiss our butts. Bye. All right. He's out. Out. Brighton Dunaway out. He's out. And now... This. this is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It's the news brought to you by Comic Dorks, which records today and will be available right after. Get your comic book news and views on with Stephen and Scott on Comic Dorks at ComicDorks.com or wherever you get your podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll be today. Right. As soon as the show's over, we'll record it. We'll put it on the feed. It's your monthly look at the world of comic books. So check it out comicbooks.com or comicdorks.com uh all right i'm gonna we're not gonna get to all these so i'm gonna be picky here 
pick and choose. Yes. Yep. I think best. I'm going to do the last two because they are, one's got audio that I want to play and the other one is just too good to not. Yes. Good. Good, good, good. I'd like uh, to do this one. Seals, you know Seals, like uh, the singer who did the Batman. Crofts. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, I got the. I'm, Cro- Steals Nash. Have a breeze. Makes me feel fine. You're the head in my mind. Near, near, By the near, way, near, so that was near, near. That was Seals, uh, Seals and Crofts, right? Did yeah. that song? Yeah. Um, you remember the song? Hello, yes, it's been a while. Not much. How about you? Oh, yeah. I remember uh, that. It's been such a long time. I really just wanted to talk to you. Anyway, that was by a group called England Dan and John Ford Coley. Mm. England Dan is Dan Seals of Seals and Crofts. So there's two duet bands or two uh, two uh, bands from the 70s with uh, moderate AM radio staple hits huh. that... Uh, uh, that are the same guy. Dan Seals and England Dan are the same guy. England Dan sounds like a like one of those robot gigolo uh, bots from AI. It, for some it sounds like something you'd pay extra for from a prostitute. Yeah. Dad, could you give me an England Dan? Yeah. All yeah. right. Do you want me to use a feather or no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, anyway, all right. So seals like the actual animal. The or, 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 those ones. Oh, those seals. Okay. Yeah, all right. You know, not the. Uh, not the ones you were saying. Uh, right. Hold on, I gotta get this working. Stuff has changed. Here we go. There we okay. go. Okay. Uh, as you can seal or seal, as you can see, <laughs> uh, seals can. <laughs> can seal. Uh, yeah, as you can seal, seals can copy human speech and sing Star Wars themes. I bet you didn't know this. Did you know this? This is a thing they I can do. I did not know this. Well, here's video proof and sound and audio. Uh, I'll accept. You know what? For them to hear it, I have to play it here. Okay. Things are complicated today. All right. Here we go. Listen to this. This is Seal. He's like, I'm out. They're not really on key so much, you know, like No, but the fact that they're the fact that they're trying and the fact that they're um uh that they're remembering a sequence of notes, that it's not just repeating the last note you heard. Yeah. It's impressive. Wow. Yeah, name another well, I'm sure some other animal could do this. I guess a bird could do it. Yeah, parrots. Parrots can do it, but uh, yeah. Uh, wow, that is crazy. I have a scientific question for you. All right. <laughs> um, see if you can answer this. Do okay. When people say "stop just parroting back what I said before," yeah. was that a phrase before a parrot was called a parrot, or is that directly connected to what parrots do when they repeat things? Does that make sense? I think it's direct. I think it was created after we called parrots parrots. Okay. We it's, turned it into yeah. a verb. Uh, right. Exactly. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. But the other day, I was just—I heard yeah, somebody yeah. say that, and I thought, "Which came first? I wonder. Did we name the them parrot, parrots? or yeah, naming the bird the parrot, or Let's well, see. that bird repeats me. I'm going to call it a parrot based on that phrase. Stop parroting everything back to me. <laughs> I'm going to actually look it up uh, just for fun here. Entomology. Yeah. I always like this stuff. Okay, here we go. Parrot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, origin the, the 1520s of uncertain origin. Perhaps from the dialect of uh, Middle French Perot, 
or para something uh, from a variety of uh, names like Peter, blah, blah, blah. Okay, perhaps, uh, blah, 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 that's boring. Let's see, replaced earlier, blah, blah, blah. Okay, German naturalist Alexander von Humboldt in South America in 1800 encountered a very old parrot that was the sole speaker of a dead Indian language, the original tribe having gone extinct. Uh, the, the, oh, you know what? We're, we have it backwards. What? Repeat without understanding is the actual definition of of parrot and the verb existed before the noun no way really so to parrot something according to this now came this is before the bird that was called the parrot etym online like an etymology online says this i and now how do I, I i don't know that for sure like this is just a website i found so i don't know yeah i'm gonna go to miriam webster because this is in, this is really this is very surprising yeah if that's the case if this website's right but it is the internet, so you have to cross, you know, you got to find some other sources. Absolutely. Let's see. It's like, you know, yeah, you never one. know. Okay, I... here we go. Um, no, first known, Merriam-Webster says, first known use of parrot, 1525. Yeah. And the verb, 1596. But was it in reference to the According bird to... then? Yes, then the meaning describes, so noun, the noun came 1525, the verb came 1596. Oh, you're right. Here's another one on, yeah, Merriam-Webster says it. So does dictionary.com. Okay. This other site is lacking in detail. How about this? I'll it's play. very interesting. I mean, the fact that it's... Here's the thing. So which did, It had the wrong... Oh. That was a lady. Parrot. Oh, so we could hear the word parrot. Yeah. So what date did it have for the verb? 1800 is what the other site said, but this one doesn't Well, actually... that's after the 1500s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. That's what I'm saying. Oh, other... oh, they mean... oh, you mean the use of the noun was... 1800s that's what this other site had said yes oh yeah okay. but this is i think they're wrong i would never visit that site again now they have it listed as a verb but that's because it works both ways verb yeah we know how to say verb thanks <laughs> thanks thanks website let me click this to see how the verb is pronounced <laughs> verb parrot i thought it was going to say a different parrot instead it just said verb parrot i know we know hey this website is parroting the word parrot parrot okay great that uh, and then uh, final uh, story here. Uh, so that's just the thing. It's cool. Seals can, you know, they can do their thing. Here's our that's final really story. really cool. And so that first sounds weird. The first sounds we hearing like a keyboard. Mm -hmm. Somebody playing the notes on a keyboard and it was just repeating those. Yeah, and it was going. Yeah. About halfway through that video, though, it takes off and dives in the water. It's like I've had it with this and it just leaves. This is dumb. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. This is dumb. I'm not, I'm not your plaything. All right, final story. A live rat fell from the ceiling of a Buffalo Wild Wings and landed on a customer's table. Ew! Oh, customer didn't even notice. Well, no, no, this tastes just like chicken. Do rats freak you out at all? Because they don't freak me out at one bit. Not at all. They don't freak me out. I actually had a pet rat for a while. Yeah, I did too. I had one named um, Fang, I think. We had a rabbit named Fang, and I also had a, a, a rat named Fang for a while. And he had a big old front tooth thing that grew too long because we didn't give enough stuff to choose. But anyway, that guy, that that rat, never scared me at all. Now you might say, well, Scott, we're talking about dirty rats here, like a like a dirty verminy dirty rat, rat that's got diseases. Yeah. I don't want their diseases. I get that that's bad. I don't want them to bite me. I get all that. I'm just saying, I don't see them and go, "Ooh, rats!" I don't. I, that's right. not a thing. But for if me. it lands on your table at a restaurant, you will freak out. You will get upset. Oh yeah, a little peel come out. Yeah. I think right there in front of everybody. 
Uh, a live rat fell from the ceiling of uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings in Westchester and landed on a customer's table uh, before lunch was served. Excuse me. The rodent's <laughs> presence Thursday appears to have been linked to a construction site at the nearby Hugh, or Howard Hughes Center. This is in L.A., I think, where the eatery is located. I love that term, eatery. Okay. Uh, the restaurant closed voluntarily for cleaning and sanitation, according to the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. And they inspected the thing uh, before they opened it up. Alicia Norman, the diner who uh, witnessed the creature fall onto her table, posted photos of the rat lying near her uh, menu or on her menu. Uh, quote, I knew the rat was going to be injured because it hit like a Mack truck. That's a phrase I've always hated. Hit like a Mack truck. Oh, really? Hit like a Mack truck? I yeah. like that phrase. I don't know why. It tells you exactly what's going on. I guess so. And the Mack truck is an actual, that's the part. I think I don't know enough about Mack trucks to say. Because what is a Mack truck? Ah. Just a big truck? It's a, yeah, I like a brand of truck. Like a Peterbilt. There's a Peterbilt. There's a Mack. There's uh Yeah. That was the only two I could come up with right off the top of my head <laughs> as far as trucking companies or truck truck manufacturers. But Is the Peterbilt called that because Peterbilt? Who, who's Peter and why did he build it? Is that the deal? Peter built that truck. That I'm going to call it a Peterbilt. That makes sense. <laughs> so let's see if we can find this rat. Oh, they don't show the photo. No, oh, it was on Facebook and it got removed. That's too bad. Oh, lame. Yeah, I want to see a rattling next to a menu. That's what I come here for. I come here for the fun. <gasps> Buffalo Wild Wings paid to have that tweet removed. <laughs> yeah, out of here. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back to the program, we're going to have a visit from Steven Schleicher from Majorspoilers.com, and even the Trek nerd will be here today. We actually have Trek nerd news. And um, I also have been watching a certain Trek thing that I want to talk to Daryl about. So that'll all happen after oh, the break. cool. Before that, though, Brian Ibbett must, by contract, play a song. By law. Uh, this one comes to us from Earshot Media. Big thanks to them. Long Beach, California is where we're going for a band called Manuel. Technically, they're called Manuel, the band. Uh, their brand new LP is called Room for Complication. It is out now. It just came out. And uh, their brand new single from that album is called Breathe. Uh, they're pop rock. But um, kind of a kind of a wider scope of pop rock. You implementing some some um, uh, what's the dream pop kind of sounds to them, which I really really like. Sure. Here is the band Manuel, the band from their brand new album Room for Complication and Breathe. We'll be right back. Inside the world you 
Cybercrime has been all over the news. Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee, answers the question, how worried should I really be? Listen on all your major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, and learn if your personal devices put you at risk. They've been testing everything from laptops and webcams to drones, virtual reality headsets, and smart plugs. Listen and subscribe to Hackable wherever you get your podcasts. Try Chesterfield. Either way you like them, regular or king size, they're much milder. Chesterfield gives you the best possible smoke. Has there been some disaster? The Morning Stream. Shoving hobos and sucking the cheese since 2011. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. We are going to now... Bring Steven in. Okay. I think it's all we can do. I always forget he goes <laughs> under. He's under the wrong name on here, so I search and search and then go, oh, yeah, there he is. But I found it. Don't you worry your little heads. It's time for this. Steven. Steven Schleicher, Hayes, Kansas' own <laughs> uh, purveyor of all things major spoilers. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Oh, man, so tired, good. Anyway. Are you a little oh, tired? You sound a little tired. Why so tired? I don't know. Mm. Just woke up this morning and I was tired. Woke up, got out of bed, drug a comb. Hey, you ran <laughs> You ran like a freaking 5K or something the other day. What's that about? That was like two, week, that was like a two weeks ago. Oh, all right. I was looking and I didn't at... run. It was more like a fast walk <laughs> with some jogging. That sounds like my kind of run. I like it. That's all right. Yeah. Was it for a no, no, good, good cause kind of thing? Like, what are you guys doing um, there? So, just real quick on how the story goes. Last year, I was, a year and a half ago, I was conned into doing the 5K for the 4th of July festival that they have here. And I said, sure, okay, I'll go do that. And I did it, and I had fun doing it. And I said, hey, next year, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm gonna beat my time by five minutes. Okay. And then in October, I did another 5K, uh, which was about the same time. But um, I'm going to be out of town taking my son to a soccer thing uh, over the July 4th. So I'm not going to have a chance to repeat uh, that same thing to see if I can beat my time. However, a couple of Fridays ago, our Recreation Commission said, hey, if you've got nothing to do on Saturday, uh, we're doing a, a 5K fun run for the um, the IDD community to raise. And about like 730 at night, I was like, you know what? I think I'll go ahead and do this the next morning. Uh, even though I hadn't been training, even though I'd been drinking and uh, got up early that morning, went out and did it and actually beat my time by the exact time that I wanted to to finish. So wow. I said I wanted to be done in 40 minutes and I did it in 40 minutes. Nice. Amazing what happens when yeah. we put our minds to it, right? We just go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was impressed. Uh, the, the reason I brought it up is I was just digging through your Instagram and there's a photo of you before you did the 5K. <laughs> And you're just all brush, bushy tailed and bright eyed and looking all, yeah, right. all happy. Yeah. And the next one is the, the, the after photo. You look like perhaps a nap was in order immediately. So that was yeah. pretty good. No, that was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. One of us. Uh, all right. Well, hey, That's it's right. good to have you back. Let's uh, get into it. A lot of J.J. Abrams stuff uh, being bandied about this week. In particular, he's writing a Spider-Man movie for Marvel. Or is he no, writing? Not, oh, I'm not, not a, movie. I'm sorry. Comic. Him and his son or a something. A comic book. Yeah. Yeah. So he and his son, Henry, 
have uh, teamed up with Sarah Pacelli to do this uh, Spider-Man five-issue miniseries for Marvel. And apparently, um, one of the editors at Marvel has been in contact with JJ for like years trying to get him to do something with Marvel. And finally, he and his son went and said, yeah, we would like to do some Spider-Man stuff. And they're like, okay, let's uh, do an idea. So starting in September, five-issue miniseries will introduce a new villain called Cadavera that will... Um, somehow be not only attacking uh, Spider-Man, but also Peter Parker and Mary Jane. That's and uh, yeah, so I guess this is cool. The thing that that uh, me immediately popped in my head when I heard the news is, oh, I wonder how Sarah Pacelli, who's done a, is a wonderful art artist, worked on the Ultimate Spider-Man series for years. I wonder if she's going to incorporate lens flares. Mm. And sure enough, <laughs> on the cuff, Cadaverous is in the background, and oh my gosh, those eyes do have lens flares. So mm. it's like a uh, a JJ Abrams requirement, ah, requirement basically, is that I you have a guess. lens flare. Mm. I That's guess. Hilarious. That's so I don't know, and I think the interesting thing about this is that uh, JJ is doing Star Wars, which is uh, Lucasfilm, which is owned by Disney, and Marvel, also owned by Disney, and so a little bit of synergy may be going on here, and I wonder. Uh, if there is not something like, hey, let's test you out and see how you deal with superheroes as maybe something coming down the line. Now, that's kind of a big stretch, but it doesn't kind of surprise if they were like, hey, maybe you do some Spider-Man stuff. Maybe people will be excited about it. And here in a couple of projects, we might have you do some Spider-Man stuff or some Marvel stuff. No Phase 4 stuff has been announced. So, right. um, yeah, who I, knows? I wonder it's if... Really... Oh, go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, reading this description, it feels like they've just basically put the spoiler as to who Cadaverous is in the uh, description. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, I say shocked over the yes. who the reveal is, but it wouldn't surprise me if it is somebody that we already uh, maybe, you know, who 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 would be the most well, shocking reveal of right. this new villain? Gosh, if there, can I think of any Spider-Man villains who would be very shocking as a uh, reveal? Like somebody well, no, who, again, that's not from Marvel. That's me putting that in. Oh, that's you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that came from Marvel, and I thought they no, were no, like no. basically giving away the fact that he's the shocker. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, never mind. All right. Well, then I don't know. I don't know who Cadaverous could be. Yeah. What, what if it? What if it was? Uh, uh, I don't know. Cadaverous and Beast. Yeah, Ben Riley could be it. It could be, um, maybe it's uh, uh, Ben, Uncle Ben. Could be, you know, the, the, the cadaverous. Aunt cadaver. May. Sure. Hmm. Mm. Uh, but I would think, what if what if the shocking thing was that it's J. Jonah Jameis finally, finally snapped and is now <laughs> out there getting revenge on Peter Parker and Spider-Man at the same time. I like the idea of Uncle Ben rising from the grave. I like that. That's yeah, pretty that's good. good too. Because um, cadaver, right? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find out how old... Uh, Henry, his son is, who's writing this with him, because yeah. he was a little kid. I, I want to say he was around Nick's age, so I did a little digging, and I was close. He's about two years older than Nick, so he's 21 is all. Um, so I wonder if this is just like a, hey, what a cool opportunity. I get to write for Spider-Man, one of my nerd favorites when I was growing up, and I get to do it with my son, who's a sprouting young uh, you know, writer, maybe, or something. Um, that, must, that might be what this is. Just a fun little dad son yeah. deal because he's jj abrams and he gets to do this stuff yes and it could also be hey uh jj abrams we want you to do spider-man he's like i really don't care about comic books my son is into it so you get my son to do the main writing i'll put my name and bada bing bada boom yeah jj abrams doing spider-man seems like jj abrams is doing all right seems like he's uh seems like he's found his way in this world 
I, I, maybe. <laughs> Just maybe. Yeah. Good job, JJ. Yeah. He's going to be all right, that JJ. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to make it after <laughs> all. He's going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Is that also a Mike Post uh, song? No. Mary Tyler Moore theme, not Mike. Who does that? That's not that's not Mike Post. No way. Right. Definitely not Mike Post. No, I don't know. That one I don't know. I don't know who's responsible for that one. Written by. Who can turn the world on with a smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? See? That's awesome. I can't find it. Although, uh, I thought you would probably, you would have been happy earlier, Stephen, because you're also a big fan of the Rockford Files. Rockford Uh, Files, yeah. yeah. I, I knew Magnum. Simon Simon wasn't on the list, which was a surprise. Yeah, that's surprising because I, I saw people in the chat room throwing that one out and I was surprised not to see Simon and Simon in the list. I also thought Heart to Heart was his gig, but I guess not, right? Yeah. Uh, no. All right. No, but again, it seems like it would be, yeah, right uh, in his wheelhouse. Sure. Hey, tell us about uh, Legion of Superheroes coming back. That sounds exciting. Oh, man, the Legion of Superheroes, one of my favorite uh, comic book teams of all time. In fact, uh, I do another podcast called The Legion Clubhouse where we talk about the history of the Legion of Superheroes through the lens of today. So we look at all the original issues and then we say, okay, well, back then they're talking about this, which is a real problem because today we wouldn't allow, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff about why there are no uh, people of color in the Legion of Superheroes Mm -hmm. and how oftentimes they do some passing for black kind of stuff Mm -hmm. uh, in some of the issues Mm -hmm. to deal with. Um, But it's it's a fun series. It's a fun team of teenagers from the future who, uh, you know, basically got their start because they were inspired by Superboy and everything that he did. And there have been multiple iterations of the Legion over the years. The first team started in the 1950s and ran through the 1980s, just after the crisis on Infinite Earths. And then they had a uh, an older adult Legion, the five-year Legion. And then they went away and then they came back in the 2000s with the Archie Legion, um, basically an updated names and teams, but with the old stories still intact. And then there was another one um, with Mark Wade, the three boot Legion that came out shortly after, I want to say Countdown, I want to say is that when that series came out. Uh, and then that went away very quickly. But now that Brian Michael Bendis is over at DC and he's been writing Superman for a while and doing some other stuff, uh, he just announced a couple of weeks ago that he would be taking on the Legion of Superheroes with, uh, with Ryan, Ryan So, uh, who's a really good artist. And I'm very excited about this because uh, if you're looking for teenager friendly stuff with maybe a little bit of an adult bent, Brian Michael Bendis has been doing that for years with Ultimate Spider-Man and some of his other books. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I I have a feeling you're going to talk about this a ton on today's comic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would I would highly recommend that because Stephen has some passion in this regard. And I'm new. I'm a little new to it, so I don't even know what I'm getting into, but I kind of want to. I kind of want to discover what Legion of Superheroes is all about. So well yeah, done. So, uh, so a quick recommendation, if anybody is looking for some old Legion of Superheroes stuff, you can find these, I think, still in a lot of comic book stores. But DC for a while put out these black and white, I call them phone book collections. Basically, it's the size of a phone book. If anybody knows what a phone book is anymore, <laughs> you know, a thousand pages of comics for 19 bucks. The only thing that is bad about them is they're basically phone book type paper super thin mm-hmm. uh, newsprint and they're not in color they're in black and white so you're missing so some like of the color anime aspect. right like a lot of the anime books not not as thick as a phone book but but that thinner paper that newsprint mm-hmm. paper and uh, black and white mm-hmm. yeah no yeah, yeah exactly exactly 
enjoy that. And like I said, you get a thousand pages of, of comics for like 1999. There are a couple of omnibus editions that have come out in the last, I want to say two or three years that are all color, but they're like a hundred bucks, uh, but also totally worth, worth picking. Uh, if you want to read some classic Legion of superhero stuff. Now I will say in the early silver age, a lot of cornball, a lot of cheesy stuff, a lot of stuff that again, looking at through today's lens, you might go, Holy crap, that's super offensive. And, um, but still it's a lot of fun and really is this inspirational look of what the future could be where you have all of these societies working together in a vast utopia, you know, your United Federation of planets type uh, situation mm -hmm. and a group of teenagers who are there to combat any evil that might arise. Wow. You've kind of, you've got me peaked. I'm interested. Uh, more For on sure. that again, like on comic dorks. And of course you can go find all this kind of coverage at the Majorspoilers.com website. That uh, is correct. Steve, anything else you want to mention before we go? Got anything cool going on on the site? No, but like I said, I'm going to be out next week. So people who are fans of our podcast, I won't be doing or releasing any podcast next next week. I got to take a little break. And, you know, you guys have both done uh, wireless internet from the hotel, and it's not good, so can't do any yeah. show. No, it's good. Get away. Take some time off. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. And your wife would probably like it as well if you had a few Well, I mean, she's got to work, so she's here. So. Oh. <laughs> so maybe, yes, I think she will enjoy it that Yay. I'm not around. So there you go. <laughs> Best vacation. Stay away from, uh, stay away from uh, your husband-cation is what they call it. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. All right. Get your husband out of the house-cation. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Majorspoilers.com, everybody. Major spoilers on Twitter. We'll talk to you next time. Well, next, next time. Bye now. Yeah, stay. Oh, stay hydrated. He was going to say that kind of mo. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I feel like next... I can't remember if we did a show the Monday after I did my rant last year. Mm -hmm. I think we did. I'm pretty sure I sat down for it. But. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember what happened. What Like, did you... Hmm. Was that a year ago yet? I guess it's a year ago exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, almost a year ago exactly. Yeah, because it was at the end of June. And uh, I imagine we could look at our notes and see if we did a show that, that Monday. But. I just remember you being energized but i don't remember much else oh, about yeah. it yeah i think so maybe you were stoked that. you know i don't Could know because yeah. you did it you knocked it out and you were good i did and we i got pulled off the course on the way back because of uh severe thunderstorms and stuff but we i made it like two-thirds of the way back before they pulled us all off the course well, that's fantastic but looking at the upcoming weather i don't think i'm gonna get that lucky this year <laughs> nope. no probably not gonna happen it's the weather is so weird this year it's the strangest year yeah. all across the Rockies. I don't know what's happening. I mean, I guess yeah. it's kind of everywhere, not just here, but I feel like we've just had the weirdest rain and stuff that's just unseasonable for this time of year. Daryl Skills, answer your Skype. Oh, there he is. I hear him. Hi, Daryl. Are you there? Hello. Oh, hi. Wow, that was a jolly welcome. How are you? I'm good. Oh, that's fantastic. Here's Daryl doing a thing. Smells like an old lady's underwear that she's tried to make smell better. All right. That's great. <laughs> oh, jeez. Can I ask I you? We... I, I have a question about that, actually. We should probably get this out there. When you said it smells like some old lady's underwear that she tried to make smell better, what is that process? Like, if you're an old lady... <laughs> Right, you're an old lady, and you got that some is nasty. A valid question. Yeah. yeah, what is what is that exactly? Is it like, oh dear, my underwear smells weird. I'm gonna go make it smell better. What is that? <laughs> what is the scenario that you had in your head for that? Wow, I don't know. It must have been something we were eating. Yeah, it probably yeah, was. It had to be had to be one of our taste tests. I wonder what yeah. you. I wonder what you'd think of these uh, ostrich sticks, Daryl. I think you'd probably like them. They're good. Mm -hmm. 
They're good. They're, they're dry, but they're good. Yeah, they're savory. Mm. I'm going to dunk mine in some queso. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that sounds all right. There's nothing wrong with that. It does, yeah. Dunk anything in queso is an okay idea. Uh, Daryl Skills, it's good to have you here. We're uh, going to talk about Star Trek stuff because that's what we do when you come on. And uh, before we get going, I have... Um, okay, so I watched the pilot episode, which is a two-parter of Voyager for Current Geek. And the idea, we do this once a month where we do a, an autopilot. We talk about a pilot of a show. We'd never done Voyager, so Tom and I did Voyager. However, as often happens when I do this, I get excited about it and I stick with it. So I've been watching Voyager again, just kind of in the background, off to the side, you know, nothing too hardcore or anything, but I'm watching Voyager again. And I've come to a conclusion. I'd like to see if you share it or not. Okay. So you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Tom Paris is a giant, at least in the first season, a giant douchebag. And is cost, <laughs> he is constantly hitting on all the women in very inappropriate moments and times. He will like be in engineering and like, hover over some a lady engineer down there in the thing going, so I was thinking later we could hang out on the whatever deck and freaking you could take a look at my penis or whatever. He's saying stuff like that all the time. Maybe not the penis part, but a lot of it. And he's just a colossal D-bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, I agree. Okay, all right. So it's not just me seeing that and going, geez, Tom Paris, slow, slow your roll, buddy. Yeah, he was weird oh, in the beginning, and yeah. and Doctor Bashir on Deep Space Nine was the same way at the beginning. He was, yeah, he was creepy yeah. too. Yeah, what is that? Is that a Michael Pillar joint <laughs> thing? Like those guys just don't know how to make guys not creepy or something. You're having an edgy character, we're just gonna want to make him edgy, so let's make him kind of a dick. Yeah, just pervy yeah. and. You know, Janeway seems as she's like, ah, Commander Parrish, you've really improved your uh, position here on the ship. I believe you should come into my ready room and rub my nipples, right? She's, <laughs> she's excited about him. She likes him. But I'm just like, no, Janeway, you're wrong. He's bad. But you know who I do like in the first season more than later is Chakotay. Because Chakotay's got kind of this, you know, he's he's Maquis. He's pissed at the Federation. But in this scenario, they've got to work together. So now he's first officer. And he's the most trustworthy first officer you could have. But he's stoic and kind of like gets to the meat of the issue really quick, doesn't doesn't prance around. He's great. But I feel like in later seasons, it's all just weird Native American stereotypes of like, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, they have uh, spirit, spirit guides. Spirit guides and freaking, oh, wow. uh, you know, sleep in a hot hut and have a vision. Oh, sweat sweat yeah. lodge. Yeah, vision quests. And all. They, like they do all of that stereotypic stuff. He's got his weird grandpa following him around all the time it's like a ghost or whatever like why do they do that stuff so much because in the beginning he was just so cool so anyway yeah, Paris, I don't know. Paris got better Chakotay got less better but overall I, I still like Voyager I think there's a lot to like about yeah the, the techno babble crawls in there a bit <laughs> too much but it's okay you mean more than other series would you say yeah yeah I would say more oh interesting it's always the uh, cross circuit the thing and plug the banana in the hole and it'll <laughs> save the day yeah there's a great scene <laughs> where she's having a hard time with Bolana Torres in an early episode because she doesn't trust her to be chief engineer and doesn't trust Klingons I guess she's only half Klingon but uh, they're like in a room and it's all they're figuring out the problem together and they're literally holding hands like two schoolgirls, staring at each other's face and then they say the exact same thing at the exact same time. I may actually have this. Hold on. 
Because oh I captured video of it. I was going to make a GIF out of it, and I just don't think I've had time. Let me see if I have it. Oh, yeah, here it is. For a subspace instability in the event horizon, what would make it show up on our sensors? Warp particles. If you saturate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when TV shows do that. Uh, it's so it could only be one thing. And she's so Cheese excited. Ah, more particles. Beat me in my ready. She's just so, like, early on, Janeway is so Janeway, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm enjoying it. It's fun, but it's got its quirks. It's a little Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have to get back home, and a they never bit. make it. And well, they, if if they really wanted to be Gilligan's Island, there was they should have the Harlem Globetrotters come on for an episode. They never oh, yeah. <laughs> That would be amazing. Kurt Russell is a little uh, jungle jungle boy. Wait, was that uh, a thing? Was that a thing? Yeah, Kurt <sighs> Russell was uh, like a little Tarzan kid in uh, in uh, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I gotta find that. I'm I'm looking it up right now. I just want to see this. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. He's what all of like ten or twelve here, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's a shirtless little jungle boy, little white jungle boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Go look that up, chat room. Look up Kurt Russell, Gilligan's Island, and be amazed. That's awesome. Anyway, I uh, wonder if he's a Ginger or Marianne guy. Mm. Hey, Daryl, uh, Section 31, writer's room, up and writing. People are making episodes. Is that what's going on? What's going on? Yes, they are in the process of their full blast cranking out episodes now. And this is for the Section 31. Michelle Yeoh spinoff deal. Is that mm-hmm. the one? All right. They just hunt, oh, very cool. What they hunt around the universe and sh- uh, assassinate idiots, or what's their deal? You know what they do? Oh, I, nobody <laughs> knows yet. Okay, that'll be fun. Uh, that starts filming as soon as season three of Discovery wraps. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as soon as I start rhyming and throwing down sweet beats, you know it's time for. Oh, not that kind of rap. You mean like rap finishes up? Oh, okay, I got it. Got it. Wrap <laughs> with a W. There you go. Also says uh, we also have news that future Trek shows will be filmed in Toronto, except the Picard show. Why is that? Be- well, I think I say it's because the winery is there. Oh, so, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's just more convenient for Patrick Stewart to do it there. They would work around him, right? Wouldn't they? Because he's Patrick. Oh Stewart. yeah, I think so. Yeah, he doesn't. He gets to say what's going on. But see, that that's interesting because I still wonder what that show is. Like, conceptually, it does seem like it's a lot of him sitting in a room recounting something and then a bunch of flashbacks. Oh, I hope not. That would be horrible. Oh, I really hope not, right? I don't think it is, though, because they filmed some stuff where he was at Starfleet Command. Yeah, that's true. I remember the time there were four lights. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Right, right, exactly. Bring out David Warner again. How many lights are there? Kind of like what they did with the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, right? They basically had old Indiana Jones at the bookending each episode saying, oh, yeah, that's like the time that I did this. And mm-hmm. then they flash back to that. Yeah, they can't that, do that, that, right? They can't. No, no it no, would be bad. No. It would be like that one Riker episode where he's knocked out and remembering all these things. That was the, the clip show. Yeah, the clip show. It is <laughs> That is the one of the worst things oh. ever in Star Trek history. If you guys have not seen... The season yes. one or two, I forget. End of, end of one or end of two, I forget. But I it's think it's the end of two. Horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. Oh, just sitting here thinking about it is giving me gas. Or maybe it's this ostrich meat. I don't know. <laughs> Ostrom, Daryl. How's that sound to you? Ostrom. It's, it sounds like 
uh, you need that when you're pregnant. What do you think? It, yeah. What do you think it smells like, Daryl? <laughs> old ladies' underwear. <laughs> Better than an old lady's underwear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. All the old ladies can rest assured. No underwear here. Um, let's talk about uh, what else. Oh, Nickelodeon. The uh, the new cartoon is CGI, not cell animated. I'm a little mm-hmm. bummed bum by that, just because I wish somebody would, I don't know, do something creative with cell animation these days, but that's fine. It's okay. Yeah. What's the brief? Yeah, I think it's cheaper to do CGI, so that's what they do. Oh, it's absolutely cheaper. But what do you, uh, uh, so we have a synopsis. Explain it to us. What do we know about this show? Well, the word is that this is going to be about a group of lawless teens who discover a derelict starship. A Starfleet starship and use it to search for adventure, meaning, and salvation. Whatever all that means. Lawless teens. Hmm. Lawless teens. Yeah. Oh, a bunch of renegades who learn something along the way about <laughs> about themselves. And mm-hmm. uh-huh. that sounds right, Brian. I think you got it. Also, I don't <laughs> recommend looking up lawlessteens.com. Don't do it. Oh, geez, safe search on for that one. That'll take you places. Uh, all right, whatever. It'll be fine. I don't know. That <laughs> makes me worry, but Wallace we'll see. I mean, if yes. it's if it's well written, then it could be fine. These are common tropes a lot of people do and stuff. But if they, you know, if they handle it right, you know, and have it be about exploration and running into weird stuff and having to deal with it and and all of that. I mean, and <laughs> Voyager is a bunch of lawless adults stuck in space. So <laughs> that's kind of true. Yeah, so it might work. Um, and then finally, or also, rather, I should say, four short treks before DS or Discovery Season 3 and then two more. Uh, mm-hmm. Like last time. But didn't last time they all came out before the premiere? Or did they? Oh, I think they were spaced weird. I don't remember how it was, but okay. yeah. I think but there, there was, still there, four was between similar. The seasons. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch all those, Brian? I did. Yeah, they're good. You liked all that? I mean, they were, well, they were, they were differing levels of quality, but the... Uh, um, the Tilly one was okay, and I remember the um, Mud one was pretty good. Mm. Oh, yeah, I like that one. The Adventures of and, Tilly But the and Tilly mud. one paid off later on in the season, too. Like, the, you, you almost need to watch it to find out the origin story of a Tilly, uh, a Tilly character, a yeah. Tilly-related mm-hmm. character. By the way, is Janice uh, quitting today? What was all that yelling back there? Oh, right. who knows? <laughs> That's too far away. <laughs> so- She's had enough. It did sound like somebody was mad. You could kind of yeah. hear him yelling, but all right. Everything's fine, though. You're not being held against your will. You're good? Not yet. Blink twice okay. if you're okay. All right. <laughs> uh, the first, uh, one is, only one of those has been announced. It's a Pike Enterprise short called Chaos Theory. That's exciting because yes. everyone loves that. Everybody yeah. wants the captain back. All people do yeah. right now when I talk about Star Trek is say, when's he coming back? What could he do next? Can we get another series? Put that guy in charge. Right. Like. It feels like they have something there and they need to do something with him, but I don't know. Yeah, just that was something I worried about in the beginning yeah. when the show first came out, that they would hit on something great, but since it's an anthology thing, that they would have to get rid of it. They'd have to move on. Yeah. yeah. Especially after yeah, season one. Keep him up on your wall. Keep him yeah. up on your wall on his ensign mount. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, Visa compliant, though. You can get uh, one of those in a while. Yeah, any TV will take it. <laughs> Got the same connections on the back. Uh, but he's he's a really compelling character, and as played by him even more so, and it's kind of... I mean, okay, well, look, that's kind of what Section 31 is. They've taken Michelle Yeoh's sort of uh, alternate uh, self super soldier and 
they've said, hey, that could stand on its own. Let's make a show. Maybe they're doing that yeah. with him. It's possible. Well, that's Maybe. that's kind of different because they have it's open ended. They can go do anything they want with that. Mm-hmm. But we know that Captain Pike that plugs into the Kirk era at right. some point. Uh, I just thought of something. You know, in the Picard trailer teaser, he's running his hands through the wheat as he's walking around. You know what part I'm talking about? Maybe it's not wheat, but whatever it is. You guys know what I'm talking about? They got the old man hand out there. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Is that required by law that if you're making a TV show or a movie about a field of anything, that there'll be a close up of a hand running his hand through it? Uh, Yeah. yeah. Because what was the one? uh, What am I thinking of? Um, Oh, Gladiator. The beginning of Gladiator. He's doing that. He's walking through and he got his hands in the wheat and doing that. I feel like every single thing ever made. They do that, and I don't know why that is. Well, anyway. you got to check your grapes. Yeah, check your grapes right. at the door. At least twice a day. Always. And then cough. cough. They're only they're only at higher risk under under thirty. It turns out, but keep looking at those grapes all through your life, <laughs> just in case. I'm, like t- I'm t- 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 testing my grapes right now. Oh, Hello, good. let's get this joke out. Good. You're you're not putting your leg up on the counter though and dr- blow drying them though, right? You're not blow drying your. No, grapes? No, I'm not. I'm not blow drying my grapes. That good. would be silly. You learned your lesson then. Well done. Yes. Uh, Daryl, anything else in the world of uh, Trek that we should uh, get out the door here today? What are you I watching? Think- like you're always watching Trek. What's on your What's on your watch list right now? What are you doing? Oh, what am I watching? Uh, for the next this week in Trek, what is it? Oh, I haven't chosen it yet. Oh, you should choose one. Let's choose yeah, it now. Let's do it right sure. now. Well, does it have to be in a show, or does it, can we pick anything? Well, I have to have my list to make sure we haven't done it. Oh. But yeah, it All could right. be anything. Here's what I think you should do, Brian. Tell me if you think I'm crazy here, but. Um, I think it should be the Gilligan's Island episode with Kurt Russell. It should be this. No, wait. No. 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 I can't find it. The one where <laughs> you were looking for it during uh, film sack too. Oh no. No, that one. The oh no. That's the one from uh, from Crusher where she finds Crusher, her dead grandma Crusher's. or whatever. Oh no, I'm, yeah. we did that one. I'm not watching it again. <laughs> so bad. It's horrible. It's so bad. Uh, all right. Well, you don't have to do that one then. Oh, here it is. I found it. I just spelled Crusher wrong. Oh, jeez. Oh. All right. Here it is. Oh, no. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't watch Sub Rosa then. That's our. No that's way. how we help you no, pick yes. your thing this week. So uh, good luck with you on there. Uh, Daryl is. Spelling uh, of Crusher. Yes, I did. I just now did. Uh, okay, Daryl okay. is the I spell because it's a is she a K? She's not. A, she is K. No. Oh, it's a C. No. Yeah, no. I have K and I need to make it a C. So hold on. Okay, it's a C now. It's now Crusher. Just like one who crushes. Yes. And sh- boy, does she. Uh, Daryl, it's uh, <laughs> our pleasure to have had you on today. The Trek Nerd is the uh, way you find him on Twitter, and you, of course find him at that show he mentioned this week in Trek at thisweekintrek.com. We hope you have a great day. And you too. All right. Whoop. Oh. There he goes. Oh, yes. Oh, no. All right. We're going to play a mashup. This is a Monday mashup from our buddy Jamie. Yeah. TMS mashup. I'm already worried from the name of this thing. A little bit too. Uh, I'll tell people the title. It's called Monday Mashup Anus Switch. I don't have any memory of what that is, so I guess suck it in like the rest of us. All right. So here you go. I haven't heard it yet. Neither is Brian playing it now. Well, poop. 
I didn't even want to pull it out. Uh, hello. Do I give her the butt? Do I give her the crotch? Yeah, it's a hard call. A pair of legs, a crotch, and a wiener. I thought it was all lady chickens. Because they have breasts, Scott? Yeah, maybe. For some reason in my head, I thought they kept the cocks around just to be there. I say, I say, if you ought to take the lady and <laughs> fish waffles. Fish waffles. Somebody... Major Burns, get the fish waffles out of my office. <laughs> the left side of her throat near her carter, uh, carotid or artery. <laughs> Okay, let me try that again. Her carotid artery. artery. I still said artery. Get that word out, Scott. You can check my oil, check my oil, but it's up to you to find where my dipstick is. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> hey. They're connected by a thin layer of love. And why yeah, is their also, on button so deep in their anus? The way she was <laughs> digging in there, dude, it was like, find the switch already. Good hell. Gotta find it. It's in the bunghole. She did a good job. Didn't twinge my sensitive areas there. Yeah. She stayed, stayed clear of those, right? Jamie, enjoy. Freebie for Jamie right there. Yeah. If you want to watch an 85-year-old guy with his little shriveled-up ding-dang rolling around in a jello-filled hot tub, fine. Could it's like, be the tab from your pudding can. That reminds me my of the... My knife, my good man. There you go. That's what it reminds me of. That thing came off my pudding can. Nine, you shall burn exactly. the books. Exactly. Yeah. Kyla does. Yeah. yeah. Get in line. Yeah, hold. Be like all of us, you dumb shit. They can bite my butthole. That's what they can do. My name is Zed. I like the vodka. I will bring the peas because CD is a too much hassle to play on stage at Red Rocks. Please go to my merch table after show. <laughs> you must buy merch. <laughs> buy a t-shirt with a picture of face on it. Then people started wedging them up their butts yeah. and they took in the whole as, new as meaning. As soon as somebody tried to floss their butt with a freaking piece of cloth and everyone went, oh, that's a thong now. And I went, no, those are on my feet. I'm wearing a thong. Oh, oh no, back to normal operations. <laughs> uh, finding uh, strength to return to normal level of anger. And must nice. must find penis and complain about penis and the leopard. <laughs> yeah, the leopard. We haven't heard anything about the leopard. No, it's been a while since the leopard. Yeah, it bums me out. And the number four. That's <laughs> oh, so good. Nice one, Jamie. It wasn't so bad. We were, it was actually a film sack no. clip from uh, talking about the film set, yeah. yeah, the Teddy thing or whatever. the AI, right? The turning off the robot and by pressing the butt switch. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, thank you, Jamie. As always, killing it with the mashups. You can find them at uh, patreon.com slash TMS mashups as well. I have a couple emails to read. I'm going to rip through them. And they begin with this one from Tom. Not our Tom, different Tom. Uh, Tom Nacko is, is his name. He's talking about okay. dual citizenship because I'm sending my nephew, or I'm not, but my nephew is in Japan right now. After Carter comes home, they're staying there to have another baby. And they're doing it because they want dual citizenship. And he wrote back and said... Oh. Hey Scott, my dad is a Japanese citizen. I was born in born. I was born in Florida, so I am a U.S. citizen. <laughs> I was supposed to have dual citizenship, but my dad goofed up. He was supposed to do some paperwork by uh, some deadline, and he missed it. So officially, I am not part of the family, according to the Japanese government. All that to say, if you, uh, if your niece or nephew wants their child to be a dual citizen, make sure they research what it needs to get done in order to get that happening. To get that to happen, says Tom. All right, Tom, I have good news. They did this with their first kid because this is their oh, second good. kid, uh, and it worked out. He is now dual citizenshipery. Uh, Not their first sumo wrestling match. Correct. This isn't their first time to the to the teriyaki bar. Uh, oh, speaking of which, dude, oh, my gosh, there was a Hawaiian wedding over the weekend I had to go to after film sack. You remember? I told you guys as I left. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I missed the uh, the the the. What do you call it? The actual wedding ceremony was before I left, but I went to the reception. Kim was already there. So I met her there. 
and they had the place. Uh, we've talked about this before. Do you guys have Mo Betas where you are? The restaurant? No. Okay. No, uh-uh. So it's Hawaiian food, and it's like really good. It's to the point, it's just ridiculous. You just want to put your face in it and inhale it. It's so good. It's fantastic food. What kind of food, though? It's Hawaiian. Hawaiian, okay. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So sure. lots of ch- chicken and pork and steak and, you know, rice and those that, that macaroni salad they all love and all that stuff. No spam that I can tell mm-hmm. or whatever. But anyway, uh, this place is decked out with that catering. They've catered the event. And I ate so much Hawaiian food that I was pretty <laughs> sure I was going to die on Saturday, that I would be dead now. You would poi all over the place. Yeah. There was some poi. I didn't have any. Someone else did. I didn't eat that. Anyway, I'm just happy to say that I survived it because it was so good. I just, I really overdid it. It was bad. I made a, I, I made horrible choices that day. Anyway. Yeah, I'm looking to see. There's no... I brought that up because they had teriyaki chicken there. It was really good. There's a. That's funny. There's a Louisiana place in Loveland called Mobetta. Mm. Mobetta Gumbo. Mm. But... Um, Mobetta. Oh, here we go. Mobetta's? Mobetta's, I guess. We always just say Mobetta, but it's Mobetta's Hawaiian style Yeah, there food. we go. Teriyaki or Hulu steak. Oh, locations. Where are you? Where's the nearest one? Where are they? Ogden, yeah. South Jordan, uh-huh. Orem, South Pleasant Jordan. Grove, Lehigh, <laughs> Sweet. Midvale, Sweet. West Valley. Come on down. We'll see you then. Beautiful Logan. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, so it's all Utah. Must Dang, be Utah. This, this looks great, though. It's so good, Brian. And they give you ridiculous portions. It's not good. I need to not go there ever again, but I love it. No, you know, if you do teriyaki chicken, breast meat, it's going to be a lot better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I ate a lot of that salad. and that uh, the They make this macaroni salad that's like, you know, traditional mix that they do in Hawaii. And it was just, you can't stop. I love that macaroni salad. I know exactly what you're talking about with the macaroni salad. I'm getting this cat away from all my wires. Yeah. Get out of my wires, cat. Is he still chewy? A little bit chewy He's on the wire? A little chewy. Yeah. little chewy. Not tender yet. No. Gotta wait. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let him, uh, you know, age like a fine wine. Age, word. exactly. Exactly. Uh, I got an email from Micah who says, Howdy, this is in regards to last week's discussion about Polish people jokes and why the 80s and 90s were full of these jokes about dumb Polish people. You were uh, correct in reference to World War II. While nobody really knows the etymology of the individual jokes themselves, he says, I'm sure they have morphed in the over the ages, i.e. Irish, Italian, Polish, blondes. It's totally true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of the reason for the Polish part is that it related to the Poland's position in the world. When Hitler and Stalin invaded Poland and started World War II, in the Western Hemisphere at least, they split the country in two pieces. Hitler and the Nazis went into Poland and identified the Polish as untersmirched, uh, or lesser peoples. Oh. Uh, let's see. That polluted the German Ubers, Ubermensch, or superhuman bloodlines, or superman bloodlines. Supermensch. It seems like a really awesome Jew. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. When someone says, hey, he's a real mensch, isn't that a Jewish thing? I don't know what it is. I'm, I have no platform for this. Ubermensch, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, they talked about dumb. Okay, so yeah. So basically the bottom line is we were right. In the 60s and the 70s, American sitcoms and movies used the Polish jokes 
in uh, widespread shows and probably did a lot to push them into the popular consciousness of the American public during the 70s and 80s. I was born in 83 and can remember the Polish jokes, but I had mostly turned into blonde jokes by the time I went to high school. I hope that helped explain why the Polish in the jokes. Your resident high school history teacher, Micah. That's cool, man. I love we have history teachers listening to the show. That's rad. What other totally? What other history thing could we throw out there that Micah could find out about? Uh, let's learn about uh, how many dead people are buried in um, uh, the the dam, Hoover Dam. Oh yeah, how many it's dead people zero, are but... entombed in there in the dam? Is it zero? Yeah. Nobody is. It is zero. Yeah, there really aren't any. Oh, that bums me out. I like that story. Okay, how about this? How many? Um... Uh, hold on, let me think here. Uh... Who is buried in Grand's tomb? Oh, they were talking the other day about how Pete B- Buttigieg, or whatever his name is, what is it? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Is uh, if he was elected president, he would be the first openly, or he'd be the, the way the headlines were. He would be the first gay president. And then I, my thought was, eh, openly. Let's say it that way. And open. so right. my exactly. question to Micah, we don't know. yeah, Micah, is there any historical record on who might have been gay in there? Let's have a little dirty rag. Uh, presidential uh, dirty rag talk here let's find out who was hiding it was it just people like uh uh, uh subordinates like what's uh, uh j Edgar hoover who was reportedly uh super gay or was it that lincoln was maybe a little gay maybe and just you know these were times where you couldn't come out and say you couldn't gay be open. for the theater he was <laughs> <laughs> i'm gay for a good play <laughs> uh, rainbow bright says all of them anyway <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, but whatever. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, he liked bears. Nice. Well done. Well played, Benji. Benjin006. Yeah, nice one, dude. All right, we're done with emails, and we love these. Thank you. Keep them coming. The address is themorningstream at gmail.com, or you can leave us voicemails, 801-471-0462. Uh, and if you'd rather just contact us through the site, there's a link to do that as well at frogpants.com slash TMS, where you'll find everything else. That includes a link to our Patreon, where we need your help. Please head on over to patreon.com slash TMS and show us your love and support now. There's lots of great levels, lots of cool stuff, and a great way to support your favorite morning show. That's patreon.com slash TMS. Brian, let's leave them with a song, if you please. I please. Uh, This one is going out to Gwen. Uh, She says... Uh, hi, Sensha and Baimudan. They're green teas. Don't worry about it. Gwen, your tea chick here. Today's my 27th birthday. Pause for Scott yelling about how young I am. So young. Gosh dang Okay. It. And today I'm missing one of my favorite musicians, Chris Cornell. His music was deeply moving to me and helped me through my darkest days, kept me from suicide. Hearing he succumbed to whatever he, uh, hearing he succumbed to what he helped me through, it was hard. So play me a fitting tribute for him if you could. The harder, more metal, hard rock, whatever, the better. But if it's a softer one, fell on black days, whatever, I'm good with that too. Love the show though. Signed Gwen. All right. Yeah. Chris Cornell was awesome. He was. And, uh, what a voice. Yep. Um, we're going to go with the rockin' side of things. This is Santana featuring Chris Cornell, joining him on vocals from an album that came out in 2010 called Guitar Heaven, the greatest guitar classics of all time. It's a Santana album that has a bunch of different guest vocal uh, vocalists on it and it's fantastic uh came out in 2010 here is santana featuring chris cornell covering led zeppelin's whole lot of love 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I am tired of her. Okay. <laughs>